When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tom Shorsky in for Patrick today. Tom, let me take this call. It's uh, continuing with my uh, desire to see a snowy owl. Is it Jim? Yes, Joe. Yes. Hey, um, you're a white bear guy. Yes. You go up to uh, Bald Eagle, uh, on 60, 61, yeah. and, and by, the, uh, by the boat landing on 61 by right across the street from Benson Airport. Oh, that's yeah. where they That's where they hang out. Okay. And so if you want to see one, just get out there early in the morning, and there's a series of maybe four or five of them out there, and they kind of hang around in the trees, and it's really cool. They're you big. Live- Close by, he could stop by maybe for a cup of coffee. It's an eruption. Uh, it's an eruption. I, I live in Woodbury, so uh, but I, but I, I see a lot of them up. out there. He can pick you up. That's yeah. fine. Thank Make you, it a Jim. Date. Thank you, <laughs> Tommy Chorsky. Uh, you're very taken by this bear story, aren't you? Well, I I thought it was pretty interesting. I didn't know it was going to dovetail into owls and eagles, but yeah. uh, I just saw it this morning. Yeah, a bear attacked a man and his dog in Isabella, Minnesota. Yeah. And then it said it, and then it proceeded down the road and went after two more people. Yeah, and the guy wrestled the bear. Vats is yeah. his last name. Correct. I don't have the story in front of me. It had his little corgi, and he went out and wrestled the bear. What's his first name? Uh, you're right. There. It's uh, you got Bill. glasses on. It's Bill. Bill Vats. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. V a g t s. Yeah, and he he got puncture wounds and everything, but he said, "Ah, it was over in a minute." And the bear said, you're not here for the camping, are you? Oh, then the bear went down the road and went after two other <laughs> That's guys. That's then the uh, what the DNR shot him or somebody shot the bear. That yeah, that's the that's the fate yeah, for gonna... for animals when they that's true. cross the line. Well, why it's... wasn't that bear sleeping? That's a great point. Why was that bear out it's, and about? It's been a mild winter. They don't mm-hmm. hibernate. I thought they don't hibernate, but they're in their uh, dens in a, in some sort of hypnotic trance. Yeah. But they, uh, we learned that in their bear update a couple of weeks ago, that bears do not hibernate. They but Camp Isabella, I, that's up by Ely. I've been yep. there when I was a kid. Sixth grade, that was in ELC Correct. camp, Environmental Learning Center. Correct. What is? Uh, in sixth grade, you always go on a uh, a science trip for a week to learn about the environment. Really? ELC. And mine was, it was, it's no longer there, I think, now. We never did that. Uh, well, you poor kids at St. Luke's. We never went on Environmental any, Learning Center. We never ELC. went anywhere. Yeah. Well, but see, the environment wasn't crammed down our throats back then. That's true. This would have been well, this mid seventies at the well, height yeah, of. I, 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 you know, I don't <laughs> know sixth, if it was the height. Sixth grade was way before that. You uh, you kind of phase that out of your mind, huh? Way before. Yeah, that. I can imagine that. Chorsky, what oh. was your locker room name? You can't get it. You you're already got the Y sounding. Chore. Chore. And Tommy. <laughs> Hey, yeah, he passed the puck to Chore. Hey, Chore, good shot. Yeah, Chore. Some coaches would call me Tommy. Mm-hmm. 
When you guys were on a southern swing, because Florida was in the league when you were in the league. Yep. Was Tampa in the league when you were in the league? Yeah. They were. They were. They were in a different building, and it was a whole different the, they environment. They were in the... Uh, in the baseball in the stadium. Yeah. It was a little carved out, Tropicana little corner. Field. They tried to have a little carnival in there, yeah. and it was silly. But when you guys went on a southern swing, did the coaches go easy on you, turn you loose? You could walk the beach, unwind a little? Well, you could because you didn't uh, charter back then. So you, uh-huh. you were, you were you know, overnights, and, and you flew in on a commercial flight. At least the early part of my career, towards the end, I guess I was on charter. But, yeah, because you were... You were going to be uh, coming in on commercial. There was some free time to to walk around. Because yeah, I'm noting the Wilder at Florida tomorrow night, and at Tampa Saturday night, but they last played in Ottawa. What Tuesday, Tuesday. night? Yeah, I think they've been in Florida since Tuesday. They ha- they had a really bad flight. Their plane was broken after the game in Ottawa. In Ottawa broken, so they had to spend all night sitting on the broken plane waiting really? for yeah. The the airline had to go fetch another plane, fly it to Ottawa, transfer all the equipment, tra- the players, and I think they landed. They landed in the morning, like at I don't know six in the morning. Holy and wow. So they kind of that kind of screwed up their their one of their free days. That'll ruin your South Beach experience. Yes, yes. But my my and it's a father son trip, so oh, the dads is. and the uncles or the they call it mentors. Yeah, I guess you're you're allowed to invite kind of a wide variety. Did you guys have that? Did not. That must be a new affectation. Huh? It is. Yeah. It is. It's a nice touch. And there's, I think there's mother-son trips, too. But uh, I don't know if that falls into euphorian or not. No, I don't think no, so. No, family doesn't. No. I bet there's some hell raising there. <laughs> <laughs> the, dads, the dads like to whoop it up with each other. Uh, there's a caller on the line for a question for Chore. Bill? Yeah, hi, Joe. Uh, yeah, you know... I think it was a week or so ago, maybe two, when you had Chorsky on it. I didn't get in, <clears throat> I didn't get in to ask him, but um, I'm about the same age as you, Joe, and grew up in high, with high school hockey. And uh, I contend that years ago, it was a much better, better game without the face mask. I think the face mask has actually ruined the game, and I'm just wondering how Chorsky feels about that. Yeah, well, it. Uh, I, I guess I could compare it to playing in the NHL when – very few people wore the half shields that you see now, and there is some truth to it. You you have a little more respect uh, both for other people's faces, and you have an awareness of your own face not being protected. So, well, Tom, uh, also too, if I might add, the face mask is take ta- every guy, even the little guys out there. They're all fearless now. Every it's kind of rollerball on ice now, and it never used to be that way. And you're talking about high school hockey. I'm talking about high school and college. Yep, yep, I I would agree. Uh, it it does make them fearless. Uh, there is almost no way to to get your face hurt anyway. So you you fly in there with reckless abandon, and and you you don't have to worry about losing any teeth or breaking a nose. Oh, absolutely. And you got these little centermen and wingers that are taking on these big defensemen. And years ago, man, they didn't do that. Well, that's true. It was a different game then, and and uh, there's some changes as far as that goes. But uh, you're right. I and and we we saw that in in the NHL when players would move up from college, having worn a mask and being protected. Sometimes they led with their face and and paid the price. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. Like you know, with the eye shield, I get that. Yep. yep. But this full full face mask is, and like I say, in my opinion, it's kind of ruined the game. And back years ago, when Joe and I played. The referees did a really good job of enforcing the rules and keeping the sticks down. 
Yeah, and there was a code too. I, I would I would think and hope that players weren't uh, being. It was just a, a mutual agreement. Oh, we to, weren't head hunting. Head hunt. Yeah, right. They weren't head hunting, and that wasn't part of the game. But now it's evolved to yeah, finish all your checks, and if you know if you don't have a lot of skill, we're going to use you for your your speed and your physicality, and and you see some I'd, of that. I'd also add one. Thanks a lot for your call or for your time. I'd also add one other thing. I wish everybody would go to the Olympic ice sheet. You see a lot more skills. I don't disagree with you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Let's dovetail to football. My theory, you probably are unaware of my theory about the National Football League. Let's hear it. It's, I believe it is transforming into a quasi-reality TV slash sport. If it's not transforming, it will have to. Uh, 300-pound guys who can run that fast can no longer continue to run into each other because you're going to either that you're going to have to put up with death on the field, which you almost had two weeks ago, uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Yep. Reavers, what was the guy's name? Uh, the, Ryan Shazier was the linebacker Shazier for, Pittsburgh. for Pittsburgh. Who, to this day, we don't know if he's going to walk again. He's still in a hospital. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, as part of my plot... And I see Trump becoming the commissioner, by the way. <laughs> this is reality. Yeah. I wonder if uh, uh, if it will ever be considered to strip football players of the helmet. Then, of course, I guess you're into rugby. Well, on that note, I, I, I have a, a friend, a guy I know that plays a lot of rugby, and, and he has been helping younger football players practice tackling because of the rugby experience because mm-hmm. they have to tackle each other without helmets, and there's something to be said about that. But to your point... Yes, it's be, it's really it's become violent. The well, the physicality of, of of and the physical, I guess, stature of the players, the speed of the players, the strength of them, and uh, the the way they ferociously go after each other. It's it's in, it's scary. But they couldn't they couldn't do it without helmets. It, 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 no. Because they've already crossed that line early on before these guys were throwing their entire bodies into it. And I'm sure a lot of them got hurt when they had the leather uh, yeah, helmets but, on and so forth. But they weren't that; they weren't what they are now. Well, no. back in the days of the leather helmet, they were five feet five little fat white guys. They didn't right. They weren't fast. They weren't big. They weren't strong. They didn't kill each other. Yeah, they didn't train. Now they're they're just and... thoroughly trained, thorough thorough nutrition, thorough thorough everything. Yep. And uh, something's got to give. Well, maybe a maybe a, a a no face mask back to the leather helmet just to protect their noggin a little bit. But did, uh, did you have to make a big transition when you went from college, the college mask, to the pros? What was your? I'm did you wear to the full college mask? The well, full shield. Back then, we I wore the cage. A cage. We, I, mean? we, I think yeah, most of us wore the cage. I didn't like the bubble, the 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 shield. It just was hot, and you couldn't. Here and as much and yell. Fog and, up. I don't know. Now nowadays it's kind of the it's kind of the cool kids wear that and um, but anyway I I wore the cage in college and then took it off for the most part in the NHL. Hence my scars right, and, yeah, and nice broken looking. noses. I thought you thought it was still Halloween or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the makeup going face for radio. <laughs> but you're 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 so young, uh, relatively young that the helmet law had long been in place in the NHL. There was a couple. There was a couple grandfathered in that. Weren't wearing really? it. Yeah. Craig really? McTavish was one. And What year did you join the league? 1989. And there was, and McTavish still went out. Yeah. You're right. I can see it now in my mind's yeah. eye. Oh, there was about McTavish. four, three or four guys probably. Oh, that's Barry crazy. Beck, I think, was one. Remember and... when goalies didn't even wear a helmet or oh. mask? Oh, my God. That's Isn't crazy. That or the referees. The first one was uh, Andy Von Helmet on. Yes. What? 
That was his nickname. He was the first ref to wear a helmet. Well, he's no Andy dummy. Von Hellman. Hellman. But we Hellman. call him Andy Von Helmedon. Andy Von Helmedon. Mm-hmm. All right. Just a moment. We'll be back shortly. Mike, go ahead, please. Hi, Joe. When you were speaking of football helmets and hockey helmets, it dovetails well. When you and I were young and played high school football, we had basically two bars that covered your mouth for a face mask. Yeah. Well, well, the kids now have these cages, these great big cages, so their face is completely protected. When I was a kid, if you stuck your head in there, you'd get your nose broken. Right. So if, 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 if the peewee football players now just had small face masks, they would learn to tackle with their shoulders like we did rather than stick their head in there. Well, I can't disagree with you. Yeah. But tell that to the average mother of a peewee football player. You know, it's kind of like, what do you? what's worse, a broken nose or a broken neck? I'll take a broken nose. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. All right. So, uh, wait, you're poo- pooing the... Safety features? No, we were we were wondering because my uncle played football with a no mouth thing at all, just a leather helmet. I mean, do you want to go all the way back to that? Yeah, but he was a short, fat, white guy that uh, competing against other short, fat, white guys. Then tackled nine man too. Yeah, nine nine man. There weren't even that many guys. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, we were talking about uh, the initial caller was wondering if uh, the increased cage on the hockey helmet is uh, encouraging. Uh, the kind of play that would yeah, not be I, normally I, seen. I did hear that, and and we I, we we don't know the answer to that. But uh, then I wondered if the if football is getting so out of hand that I'm wondering what steps they're going to take. Uh, but I wanted to ask you something about: uh, Can you bring yourself to watch a lot of NBA? Well, I I was telling you I've got a a 16 year old that makes sure that we uh, flip back and forth from mm-hmm. hockey to the NBA, and I'm I'm starting to he's. He's actually he likes the the front runners and and the top team so he's he's introducing me to the uh the Golden State Warriors and Houston and mm-hmm. he likes uh some players in on the Celtics and he's he's really educated me on the on the top end skill players and and for the most part they seem like um world class athletes so I'm 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 okay with it. Reavers, did you watch any of the Timberwolves last night? Uh, I watched a fair amount. It seemed to me early on they'd seem disinterested. Uh, that's been the running theme of the Timberwolves oh, really? this year. Yes. So I'm I'm getting better at my uh, NBA observations. Which is why then they really stepped it up. Well, which is why what Jimmy Butler did in the closing minutes of that game was that was that he basically just said, "Listen, I'm I'm sick and tired of watching this crap, and I'm going to will this team to victory." And that's exactly what he did. Well, didn't Towns contribute mightily in the fourth quarter? He did, and I've got to believe that you know an effort like that is going to eventually start to wear off on some of these other guys Andrew Wiggins chief among them I, mean, I don't understand his how act you can just all. stand back and watch your player or your teammate you know give everything he can on the court and you're like, oh okay maybe I'll contribute well why doesn't Butler lecture him I think he does though because there was some audio that Fox Sports North was running uh during the game and Butler didn't mention him specifically by name but you got the sense that that's exactly who he was talking about hmm about how you can't just stand around and expect everything to happen for you. You have to go out there. And I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said, but mm-hmm. it was to that effect. But if I didn't like the NBA before, that's why. Yeah. But if you watch you know, and follow, and I've been educated, like the Golden State Warriors, between the players and the coach, mm-hmm. 
they have a good operation going and they don't stand around. They they play the game and they play for each other. I'm having trouble with the coach of the Timberwolves for no reason. I have no I have no reason to to be at war with uh, with Tibbs. But I just don't get the act of standing over there and growling like a bear. I just <laughs> I just don't get the whole deal. And last night you could hear him on TV. Didn't I ask you that earlier, Reeves? Or it, was that yesterday? He's got some quirks. Or two days ago. I think ago. it was two days ago. Yeah. But you can hear him. Yeah. He's got an arm quirk, too. But, What's Tom, that? if you were a pro athlete, Tom, would that, I mean, if it's like that all the time, eventually the message is just going to fall on deaf ears with with a lot of different types of athletes. Yeah, it's less so, it's less so in hockey. Um, That's true. The culture doesn't allow for it if you've got the right uh, veterans and, and uh, leaders. Because... You will get beat up in practice. Well, plus I'm not nice. sure a hockey player can hear the coach. Can you? Uh, well, There's a when lot you, of racket in the arena. Yeah, when you come back, but certainly be, you, the opportunity between periods. You, yeah. you know, you go in for 15 minutes, yeah. or 20 I guess minutes. And, what I'm trying to say is, as if you're the coach, it's your job to get your message to your players. Right. And if and if some guys need the message delivered a little bit differently, that's on you. That's not on them. Right. You're, you're the one that's paid to deliver the message. And I and I don't know. I'm not on the inside, but in this day and age, right? It, there's always the, oh, the yeah. thought that because they make so much money, they have so much job security, or maybe they don't even care if you trade me. I'm still going to make the same amount of money, or well, yeah, you send me to the minors. I'm still going to have yeah. you know if you waive me, whatever. Um, and they make more than the coach, and apparently there's power in salaries. And whether we like it or not, I mean the the modern day professional athlete has just grown up in a completely different world that, than, than the rest of us have, those that are older than them. I, that, I'm, it, it stinks, but that's just the reality of it. Uh, Fact-based, the off, uh, chief offside correspondent is weighing in. Did we say that Andrew Wiggins looks disinterested? Uh, yeah. Did I or you or I, one I, of us said I, that? I, I will say that, yes. All right, well, see, uh, disinterested uh, means unbiased. The word we want is uninterested. Oh. I like so, it. So oh. disinterested, okay, nerd. disinterested doesn't mean what we thought right. it meant. Um, well, we're getting corrected here. It's who, uh, it's who, fact based. Uh, who sent you that? The chief offsite correspondent Dan. Okay. At uh, bbonward.com. Okay. And uh, so I'm always uh, uh, glad to take a correct uh, grammar hey, lesson. Uh, Such before you go to break, uh, did you hear? Uh, I don't know if you heard it, if it made the news or not, but did you hear about this guy missing his left side? He's, no. He's all right. Did you get that from Rick from Harlingen? Is that the guy from Harlingen, Texas called you and told wow. you that? He already called today. <laughs> Kenny, been, dad I've, joke also. I've been waiting all day to tell you that joke. <laughs> I'm laying that one down tonight. Oh, Can yeah. I go home now? That's terrible. How I want to go home now. Did you hear about the guy? He's missing his left side. Oh, my God. No, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> Sports Talk will be back in just a moment. <laughs> Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto <laughs> my face. Hitch up your reindeer fantastic. Uh, Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Where are you going to go, James? Go straight to the ghetto Here's John Hank Thank you, Joe 
Cloudy and 23 degrees. Gophers men's basketball team in action tonight. They're at home to face Oral Roberts University. Wolves beat the Nuggets 112-104 last night. They'll play at Phoenix on Saturday evening. Vikings in Green Bay Saturday night. Now, earlier this week, we, of course, heard that the Packers put Aaron Rodgers on IR. He will miss the rest of the season. Brett Hundley will start for the Packers at quarterback. This morning, Green Bay announced wide receiver Devontae Adams won't play. He suffered his second concussion of the season last Sunday against Carolina. He will miss that Saturday evening game against the Vikings. News notes from today. Investigators in St. Cloud have determined a suspicious package reported on a residential street this morning was not an explosive, but was likely made to look like one. Hey, there's the Gasparilla Bowl tonight. Yeah. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me who's playing in it. The nope. Sarsaparilla Bowl. John's on that. No, I'm Gasparilla. on Gasparilla. 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 Give me a buck. You got 10 seconds. South Florida against Louisiana Tech. Temple and Florida International. Dang it, I was Florida. Say yeah. Minneapolis bomb and are we, are we carrying that one? Uh, well, God no, help we're me. Not. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> we're not. No, we're not. Oh, no, what am I talking about? We have the beer show. Because if we are, that's a hell of a Man. game. What a matchup. That's a matchup. <laughs> Must listen to. A matchup made in heaven. Oh, Minneapolis Thanks, bomb. Thanks, Keith. Yeah. Okay, John. <laughs> Minneapolis Bob and Arson Squad, which had been called to help X-ray the package to make the determination. St. Cloud Police said in a release, uh, the area on the 200 block of 4th Avenue Northeast had been cleared at the time. Five nearby blocks also closed off. They were reopened by late this morning. Case remains under investigation by St. Cloud Police. Picky burglars in Blaine. Jordan Schmidt came home to a scene uh, Wednesday. Burglars had reportedly gotten into his house Unwrapped Christmas gifts under the tree before they decided what to steal. Oh, that's very bold. Well, you want to know what you're stealing if you're going to steal. Right. Schmidt said he reported the robbery, which included thousands of dollars worth of missing electronics, jewelry, and purses to police. Well, this is why this is especially awful, because the worst part about Christmas Day is picking up all the wrapping paper. (laughs) Right. For some people, they may have to cancel Christmas. Don't do that again. Yeah, never. It's only the every, third time he's done every it. Every Christmas show that kids watch has to do with somebody canceling Christmas. Uh-huh. You can't, you can't cancel. You can't Christmas. cancel it, can no. you? Santa might be late. You might not make it. But right. Christmas Day is the twenty fifth. You don't cancel. So it. a couple of days ago, rookie told me that I should bust this out on the three year old. Yeah, you should have seen the look yes. on his face. That you canceled it? <laughs> that Christmas was canceled. You may, we might have to cancel. I love doing that to kids. Yeah. And they're at the right wow. age. Well, hey, you know what? We might have to cancel Christmas this well, year. Do Santa's what I got. did when I was the mall Santa and I had my own kid on my lap. I said, you're not getting anything. <laughs> kid was crying to be You, you were bad Santa. Yeah. The Fatherhood Podcast coming soon. <laughs> what do you want? I want a Cabbage Patch doll. I'm, we're out of those. No, you're not going to get one. We're not going to get one. They don't even have those anymore. <laughs> Told the elves to stop making them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That that explains a lot. Well, you have to. You know what good are they if you right. can't give them grief? <laughs> if you can't harm them right. mentally, right. just forever. wound them, wound right. them psychologically. Here's how I was potty trained. Yeah. Richard held me and screamed at me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, well that, that does make, explain. That, that makes sense. There you go. Yep. <laughs> One of two Wisconsin girls who tried to kill a classmate to win favor with a fictional lock horror. these two fruitcakes up. Mm. A fictional horror character. Named Slenderman has been sentenced to 25 years in a mental hospital. Good. Anissa Wire pleaded guilty in August to being a party to attempted second degree intentional homicide, but she claimed she wasn't responsible for her actions because she was mentally ill. In September, the jury agreed. The county circuit judge, Michael Boren, 
has sentenced the 16-year-old Wired today to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of the crime. That would keep her institutionalized until age 37. She apologized in brief comments to the court and said she accepted responsibility. She and Morgan Geyser lured Peyton Lutner into a wooded area near Milwaukee in 2014. Geyser stabbed Lutner 19 times while Wire urged her on. Lutner survived. All three girls were 12 years old at the time. Even after two terror attacks and a driver's deadly rampage through Times Square, New York City is on track to smash its modern-era low for homicides in a year. Good. That's good news, isn't it, Jack? It is. Through December 17th, the city of 8.5 million people, once America's murder capital, had recorded 278 killings. 400-something less than Chicago. Mm -hmm. This would put it on pace to end the year with killings down 14% from last year and well below the 333 in 2014, which was the year with the fewest homicides since the city began keeping accurate crime stats back in 1963. Crime has been dropping for years in New York, but 2017 saw substantial drops, even in places like Brooklyn, 75th police precinct, once among the nation's most violent places. South Korean soldiers fired 20 warning machine gun rounds today, turning back North Korean soldiers who were apparently pursuing a comrade who had earlier dashed across the rival's shared border. It's the fourth time this year a North Korean soldier has defected across the world's most heavily armed border. South Korean military officials said they heard gunfire from the north after South Korea fired its warning shots, but it wasn't clear if the firing was retaliatory. Neither side immediately reported any casualties. North Korean soldiers occasionally do flee over the land border, but there have been few defections as dramatic as one that happened about 40 days ago. A northern soldier at that point crossed at a different, very public place, jointly controlled, that soldier was shot five times by his former comrades. Wow. In an escape caught on video. He's, He's the a, guy they found the uh, tapeworms in? That's correct. Yeah. He had all the problems uh, yeah. with the worms. He is still recovering, actually, in a hospital. Penske Media Corporation said it's made a strategic investment in Wenner Media, the owner of Rolling Stone. The companies announced the investment last night but did not disclose financial terms. However, the investment values Rolling Stone at about $100 million. According to what? Uh-huh. Wow. I find that uh, high. Mm-hmm. Well, not because, I mean, they're mostly online now, aren't they? I have no idea. Rolling Stone? I mean, I know that it's still in circulation, yeah. but yeah. it's virtually everything on, online is free. Why would people pay for it? Under the deal, New York-based I mean, Yeah, get your new get your Pioneer Press. That's what I meant to say, Joe. Right. Buy yeah. a paper every Sorry. day. Is yeah. it even viable anymore? Does anybody, not to me, <laughs> crave no. to be on the cover of the Rolling Stone? Well, I no, can't have you been on, when was the last time you were on their website? Because their they're, like, music videos and stuff are pretty cool. Never? Oh. Under the deal, New York-based Winter Media will still maintain editorial oversight of the magazine. And, uh, of course... Well, then uh, why own it? Well, yeah, I don't get that. Plus, Jan Wenner will remain the magazine's editorial director, and his son, Gus, will remain president and chief operating officer. Huh. Apparently, Penske thinks this just adds to a portfolio of magazines that they own that uh, gives them credibility of some sort. Rough time of year for this. Norway's Supreme Court said in a statement it's ruled valid a demand by the state for reindeer herder Josvat Sara to reduce his 200-strong herd to 75. The herder from the indigenous Sami community, who has twice successfully challenged in order to reduce the size of his herd, claimed he could not make a living with that scale of slaughter. He also argued that the ruling would breach human rights norms, but the court... Upheld the ruling would breach hum- uh, the court upheld that the claim the slaughter was necessary to ensure sustainable management of the land. 
Sarah's vowed to appeal to the European court. I don't get it. Is he overgrazing or he just has too many too disease many. spreading because they of said overcrowding? Just too many that uh, there's not enough room where he keeps them. Okay. And so they dish decide. off uh, 12 to Santa. Isn't there about 12 on that team? I'm not sure how many there are. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, the reindeer are not strong enough. So we may have to cancel Christmas. Oh, my God. Joe, did you hear about the guy that lost his entire left side? I did. What? What happened He's to him? He's all right. He's all right. Oh, yeah. He's all right. I saw you tweeted that earlier today, Kenny. <laughs> did you get any feedback on your tweet about being a Yukon Cornelius? Uh, no, no, no. Everybody dis- uh, agrees with me and disagrees with you. Look just like you look just like everybody. Uh, yeah. Everybody says you're should wrong. Dye that beard red is what we should do. Side by side pictures. Look. Anyway, looks like it's about time for a break here. <laughs> it's uh, fifteen hundred ESPN. We'll uh, we'll be back after this. At the time and attempt. Is this, uh, is well, this happy Christmas holidays? Christmas this is the Christmas version of. Let uh, me stomp on slither. your throat here. <laughs> A New York City man who says he has a fear of the Tasmanian devil claims, who doesn't? claims his father-in-law repeatedly scared him with a toupee that looks like the cartoon character. Oh, he taunted him. New York Post reports Yunus Dola was arrested in November for violating a restraining order filed by his son-in-law, Mazin Dayem. The 36-year-old says Dola terrorized... What the hell nationality are these people? Not sure. I'm not sure. All right. 36-year-old says Dola terrorized him at a funeral by waving the hairpiece and snarling at him. At a funeral? Uh-huh. No, Staten, you got a hands-off at a funeral. Staten Island man <laughs> says he has a fear of the Tasmanian devil his entire life. Dayum claims his father-in-law has taken advantage of the phobia since 2013. Dayum filed a restraining order in September following an altercation with Dola at a restaurant. An attorney for Dola labeled the case a family dispute. Dola faces charges of criminal contempt and aggravated harassment. A man once believed uh, to have the world's largest swimsuit area. Mm. Look out. What do, you, what do you mean once? I'm still here. Well, no, you're not even the top two, apparently, Kenny. Oh. The man once believed to have the world's largest swimsuit area is labeled the new self-proclaimed record holder disgusting and desperate. Really? Jonah, size are, are we there, people are here. vying for this title? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Jonah Falcon, who uh, measures in at 13.5 inches, said they do pull-ups on that. Said the fact that... How do you think he rang the doorbell? <laughs> said Pull the, the car out of the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, funny, Kenny, that you oh, mentioned that. Now, now, wait, now. I, oh. See, this is number... This is Happy the, holidays, folks. This is the guy who was number one. The, Name a part of the body that gets bigger as adults get older. <laughs> Uh, Jonah Falcon is his name. He's the number one guy. Is he an but, American? Uh, he is. Yeah. But, but, USA. But, USA. <laughs> represent. But America. Roberto Esquivel Cabrera. A Mexican. Of Saltillo, Mexico. Yeah. Well, he uh, he's trying to claim the number one spot. Uh, he's used weights to stretch his swimsuit area to really? over 19 inches. Wow. Oh, that's novelty size. Well, Falcon says you can't that. Use that. Well, Falcon says Unless that's you play baseball. That's not fair. He said uh, the the spat came after Roberto. I don't think any of this is fair to tell you the truth. The spat came after. Yeah, we're all sitting here with our legs crossed. <laughs> the spat came after Roberto admitted to spending his life trying to uh, make himself larger. Nineteen oh, yeah. inches. That's a tripod. Yeah, you know you get your. 
His refused sure. reduction operation says he wants to enter the porn Don't industry. Stroll on Marco Island Beach. Well, this huh? is uh, this is quite the uh, quite the story, John. Good luck finding swim well, drugs. Here's the hey, other. Hey, how come you wearing pants at the beach? Is that a <laughs> scarf. Here's the other thing. Is that a scarf. You saw a story almost over. Not really. I oh. still got a page and a half. Oh. Or Just getting started. He's now listed as disabled in the Me- by the Mexican government because of the size, and he gets. Uh, a pension. I shouldn't wonder. Because Plus, he gets disability. that good parking spot because it's hard to get in and <laughs> right. out of the car with that thing. <laughs> uh, Falcon, the former record holder, or still, depending on you know which one you side on here, uh, says it's not fair. I don't know uh, that I'm going to take sides. No, Are there any pictures, John? Well, yeah, there was actually, but this is radio. So. How'd you like that job at Guinness? For the Book of World Records. Hey, uh, Ralph, you got to fly uh, to Mexico. Yeah, to, you're on down to Mexico City. and <laughs> To measure, uh, what's his name? Bring Marco. Ruler. Right. <laughs> now, Roberto, he is, speaking of Guinness Records, they will not bring, recognize him. Bring I would hope rulers. not. I would hope bring not. a yardstick. <laughs> because <laughs> the new intern's going to have to go with you. He's not recognized by Guinness because uh, Guinness says basically all he's done is stretch the skin. I see. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, I think I see. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, so wait, 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 wait. It's all sad So they're refusing and... to accept this guy, but they do have the record listed? Yeah, the first fellow we talked about, Mr. Falcon. Is registered. Jonah Falcon. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it's he's, just... He's number one it, in the Guinness It's book. just like a barn rope. It's worthless. I don't know what a barn rope is. I don't know what a barn rope is. I've some good things down with barn rope. You know, push and rope, you know. John, you should move on. I'm going to move story. on yeah. now. You, you cannot to... possibly believe that none of this was going to happen when you brought up this story. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You're an uh, instigator. That story hype. just keeps going on and on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Good one, Rick. Uh, let's go from that to this. Each December, Shirley Squires transforms her modest Vermont home into a crash museum. Okay. She has that's, more a, than, that's quite a different topic. More than 1,400 miniature nativity scenes of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph covering every surface, taking over two bedrooms up of her house and overflowing into a specially built room in her garage that she built just to put nativity scenes. She's a collector, is she, John? She is. Mm -hmm. During the holiday season and through January, the 87-year-old welcomes school and church groups and other visitors by appointment to tour her collection, which is, of course, lit up by holiday lights. Whatever happened to the the rage of these lit-up villages... Uh, Antonini? F- my grandma had one no, of those. No, uh, weren't they it. for sale at Dayton's or whatever? Uh, oh, what am I uh, thinking Department 56. Yeah, yeah 56. whatever happened to them? They're still out there, but they're not as... That was the rage for a while. That was the, the, rage. the cotton was the uh, snow. Yeah. Marjorie the, Johnson uh, yeah. had the little, her bakery. All the little buildings had lights a, in them. I have a slight confession to make. I, I was fascinated by these as a child. Ooh. I own about six of them right oh. now. We had a mess of them. I have no idea oh. where they are. We had a Harley store. Right underneath a the Harley uh, store yeah. of the, the oh I see what probably right under the steps where it's all moldy and they're in a box that just I don't been know forgotten. where they are I don't maybe they're gone. Ah, <laughs> uh, Squire started collecting the nativity. Is this still the old lady in Vermont? It hey, is. Uh, yeah, man. maybe this yeah. lady should meet that guy from Mexico. Right. Give her something to do. She's, yeah. Eighty-seven guys. Come well, on. Well, it's never yep. too late to Take learn. Back. Yep. Squire started collecting <laughs> them after the death of her husband, nineteen ninety-one. They, she died around Christmas time, so he did. Uh, she, he did, yeah. Uh-huh. So she decided, much to his relief, <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't started collecting them yet. So she did after his death. I see. I can uh-huh. see you're not appreciating this story either. So I'll just no. move on again. No, I thought that was charming, John. Thank you. That was charming. Thank you. You're about that guy in Mexico? No, I don't want to hear about him. <laughs> Do you hear about Dubai? No, I don't want to hear about that either. <laughs> 
My cat gets more publicity than Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> Rock bottom. A uh, Missouri student's dedication is going viral thanks to a picture of her finishing up a final exam while sitting in a hospital bed preparing to give birth. Nizia Thomas is a sophomore at Johnson County Community College. She tweeted a photo that her mother snapped of her finishing up her psychology final exam while in labor. At the in high hospital. school, John? No, no. This would be Community College. college. Oh. Johnson County Community yeah, College. Damn near high school. John Thompson. No, isn't the line that's high school with smoking? Yeah. I, I think that's the line. I, I can't remember whose line it is, yeah. but <laughs> Thomas said she wanted to be done with the semester before the birth of her son, Anthony Johnson, who arrived about twelve hours later. It wasn't due until the end of the week, Thomas told Yahoo Lifestyle of her psych final, but my goal was to try to ha- have everything done. Before the birth, I thought, before all this gets crazy, let me hurry up and finish the final. She said, school's important to me. I didn't want pregnancy to get in the way of that. That's what people expect. You're a teen mom. You're a young mother. That's why my mom took the picture. Thomas said she finished, and despite the extra hardship, she has a 3.5 GPA. She said, it shows I follow through. Oh, good for her. Oh, I got to get out of here and go to the uh, Guinness World Book of Records website. Get that guy's number? I got to see this for myself. You're not done, John. A homeless woman in Framingham, Massachusetts, tried to shoplift more than $1,000 in products from a Target store. One problem. At the time, the store was filled with 50 police officers taking, oh, part, timing. Timing. taking part in a shop with a cop event on Tuesday's evening. As officers waited in line to check out items for the numerous local children, they joined on a holiday shopping spree, a charity event sponsored by the department. An employee notified them the store had a shoplifter. He estimated, the officer, Stephen O'Rourke, that there were 50 to 75 officers from several towns roaming the store. 32-year-old Melissa E. Allen eventually was taken in for questioning. questioning If they weren't able to go shopping, what would happen? (sighs) We might have to cancel Christmas. This is the home of sports talk. That's for sure. 1500 ESPN. Tom Chorsky is going to uh, be your conductor on the ride tonight in uh, Royce's absence. And what do you have in store? Well, we are going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, early signing date to college football. Uh, I've got Jim Johansson, the general manager of the World Under Twenty Junior Team, that uh, has a big Christmas tournament coming up. The World Junior Tournament. It's an outside game, or the versus Canada this year. It's right. outside at the at the Buffalo Bills Stadium. So we're gonna get an update on that, and then uh, I'll let the gang here kind of kind of steer me down with some other some other Minnesota sports talk and whatever else we cover. Were you ever involved in an outdoor game in the pros? I was not. That's a later affectation, yes, isn't it? Yes, I They're just really it. nifty, though, if it's cold enough. I think they're silly when it's 52 degrees and they try to pull it off. And and rainy. or Yeah, yeah. and this is the first time it's been done in a, in a world tournament. Right. So there's some conversation and concern that this is such a big, meaningful game that it shouldn't be outside. 1,500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 22 degrees. Tom Chorsky is up next. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. 
Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.